What the hell did I just witness? Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chalky, plug a play announcer, Dells Ride for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. The first official episode of 2024 here at Locked On Devils. So first and foremost, I formally want to wish everybody a happy new year. My apologies for the inactivity the last few days. I was vacationing down south with my family. I have now settled back out west temporarily. and. For the first episode of 2024, let's just say I have an interesting game to break down. So if you were to tell me that heading into this matchup for the New Jersey Devils against the Chicago Blackhawks, that there would be all sorts of fights, it would be very chippy, it would be somewhat slow paced, there would be a lot of storylines, there would be a lot of retaliations of some sorts, I would have just said no way in hell against this Blackhawks team with all due respect has a different agenda compared to the Devils. I I would have said not in this circumstance. It's not a rivalry game. So if it was to happen against maybe the Rangers or the Flyers, I would have said, yeah, that's a possibility, but not against the Blackhawks because, like I said, the the two teams in terms of their development and their ultimate goal come the end of the season, they're in two different directions. But that's exactly what happened in this matchup against the Hawks because let's just say after period one, The Chicago Blackhawks, they were like sharks in water that smelt blood. They wanted all the smoke. So in the first segment, we're going to talk about the incident regarding Connor Bedard. What happened? What was the aftermath? Who was at fault in terms of how the situation played out? Then the second segment, like I do with every postgame recap victory, I will give some honorable mentions and also my three stars of the game. And then in the third and final segment, like I do with every post-game recap, I will compare the stats and give the Devils a letter grade. So before we talk about the unfortunate circumstances that happened to Connor Bedard, I first want to send my congratulations to him because he was recently named an NHL All-Star. So he'll be traveling up to Toronto in a few weeks to represent the Chicago Blackhawks in the All-Star Game festivities. And There's a huge debate amongst the NHL discourse as to whether or not players actually enjoy participating in the All-Star Game festivities. Do fans actually care about it? And maybe players would rather just have the title All-Star as opposed to just like maybe putting their vacation plans on hold because there was a video that surfaced on the internet in which Dave Haxtell of the Seattle Kraken informed Oliver Bjorkstrand that he was going to be representing the Kraken in the All-Star Game. And Bjorkstrand said that he already had arranged a family vacation to San Diego and he was going to have to cancel that. So with all the respect to Toronto and all of its inhabitants, uh, I, I don't think you would be the happiest of camper if you had scheduled a nice California vacation in warm, sunny, uh, beach-like weather. Now you got to go to Toronto, which, by the way, having grown up in the Midwest myself, I know how hectic the weather can get at that time period. So it's freezing cold in Canada as always. So it's just like, I'm sure Oliver Bjorkstrand, you could just see 
from his facial expression and just the tone of his voice that he wasn't really all that happy, but he was doing his best to conceal it because it's still an honor to be named an all-star. And I think the all-star game festivities, they more appeal to someone like Connor Bedard because Bedard is now going to become the youngest NHL player to ever participate in the all-star game. So just wanted to extend my congratulations to him and also Jack Hughes called it three P because this is the third year in a row in which Jack will represent the devils in the all-star game. Now let's talk about the incident that made headlines throughout the game, which was Connor Bedard taking a nasty hit from Brendan Smith in period one and what followed suit. So what had happened? Well, a little more than halfway done with period one, the Chicago Blackhawks are on the power play. So Connor Bedard, he's controlling the puck. He takes it past the blue line and he's trying to set up shop. Unfortunately, it seemed like his head was down for a split second and he went flying into Brendan Smith and Smith, he took no prisoners. He hit Bedard rather hard and Connor goes tumbling down to the ground. He's favoring his chin and his jaw area. So he goes back to the bench. He later goes into the tunnel and it was revealed that he was not going to return the rest of the game. And as soon as that hit took place, it seemed like Pandora's box opened. But at the time, it was just like, okay, Nick Felino, he uh, tussled Smith down to the ground. He got his, uh, his, his vengeance on his rookie. Then Connor Murphy decided to take matters into his own hands a few minutes later because on one particular play, he hit Nico Heischer rather hard. And Heischer wasn't even involved in the play. And then you saw Heischer... He favored his head a little bit. Then that kind of sent a silence throughout the Prudential Center because the thing is, is that he sure has dealt with a head injury this year already, and he's dealt with head injuries in the past, and head injuries are no joke. So we've already seen he sure miss some significant time due to facing some head troubles. So he wasn't able to finish the rest of period one, and people were wondering, would he return? Thank God he did return in period two, but I'm just like, okay, Felino. He already tussled Smith down to the ground after the Connor Bedard hit. And Connor Murphy made a statement by hitting Nico Heischer. So all's well that ends well, right? This should be the end of it. No, 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 no. Because that was just the tip of the iceberg. Because in period two, all hell broke loose. So at the conclusion of this game, between these two franchises, there was a total of 64 minutes spent in the penalty box. Now, obviously, I can't go over each penalty that was taken, but just to give you an idea as to what happened at the start of period two, the newly acquired Jacob Megna, he was assessed a cross-checking call on Tyler Toffoli. Dawson Mercer, he was given a roughing call against Ryan Donato. Ryan Donato, uh, same way, roughing against Dawson Mercer. Alex Vaslik fighting against Nathan Bastian. Nathan Bastian in, in the same way. Vaslik instigator misconduct against Nathan Bastian. And then as soon as those penalties were assessed, it was a crowded penalty box. And then Brendan Smith, he saw Nick Felino. And as soon as the faceoff was drawn, those two heavyweights went toe to toe. Now, the fight itself was somewhat underwhelming because no one really went down. It was more of a shoving and pull match but still the message was clear that the Blackhawks did not appreciate how the Devils handled Vidar and rightfully so now the main question that I think a lot of people have was it a dirty hit and 
here's the thing. Blackhawks head coach Luke Richardson was quoted to say postgame. I don't know if it was dirty. I think Connor was reaching for a puck and didn't see him. I don't think he stepped up on him. I just think he kind of stopped and Connor ran head first right into him. So for any Blackhawks fan who say that Smith is a dirty player, that was a dirty play, he should be suspended, whatever the case might be. In my opinion, I don't think it was a dirty play. It was a clean hit. Unfortunately, if you're Connor Bedard, you had your head down momentarily and you went head first into a player. You you went head first into Brendan Smith and he's probably one of the more aggressive players on the Devils roster. And then you got your head coach, Luke Richardson, backing up those claims. So it was not a dirty play, in my opinion. That was a clean hit. Now, did Smith really have to like uh, give Bedard the business in that sort of aspect? I guess not really, because Bedard is a little guy in his first year in the league. So it's definitely going to ring his bells a little bit. But what do you honestly expect? The Blackhawks were on the power play. One of the keys to the game is to look out for Bedard because he can do amazing things because this Blackhawks team, let's face it, as they're presently constructed, not really the best in the NHL, but you got one bright spot, and that's your highly touted first overall pick in Bedard. So him on the power play can be somewhat dangerous. So I think Smith, he, he it's not his job to give in in that sort of aspect. So obviously, like I said, the aftermath of that hit definitely shape-shifted the game. It was a very slow period two. Then Boris Kachuk, he made it a two-to-one game a little later in period two. It was a shorthanded goal, and then he's taunting the Devils crowd by putting his hand up to his ear saying, hey, I can't hear you right now. And that's a selly that you better hope your team wins. Otherwise, you're going to be the butt end of a lot of jokes. And unfortunately, Kachuk is going to have to pay the piper. So yeah, there was a lot of fights in period two because you, you got Nathan Bastion getting into it. Then you got Brenda Smith getting into it. So in my opinion, I think this was definitely what the Devils needed because throughout the course of the season, we've been talking about like how soft this Devils team is. We talk about how sometimes they don't have energy. They don't have a pep in their step. So of all teams, I didn't expect for this to happen against the Blackhawks because early on in the game, I just thought it was going to be a goalie matchup between Vanacek and Soderbloom because both of them were given a lot of shots to face early on in period one. But obviously the 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 course of the game shapeshifted. So I think this was definitely a game that the Devils needed just to get some extra pep in their step, just to motivate them a little bit more. And I hope that this was a game that they came out on the winning end because Despite all the fighting, despite all the drama, despite all the excitement happening at The Rock, the Devils still have a game to win because the very next matchup, when this episode goes live a little later, you're going to have to play the Vancouver Canucks, and that's not going to be an easy matchup. So you really want to pick up these two points against the Blackhawks, especially if you're struggling on back-to-back. Now, full disclosure, uh, Ken Danico even said it on air that this is probably going to be a hard matchup for the Devils against the Canucks, especially when... They played this sort of effort against the the Blackhawks because now there's a lot of beating and banging. We saw Jack Hughes. He got a little hurt in period three. I'll talk about that in the third segment. But it's just like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of bumps. There's going to be a lot of bruises. Hopefully you get the ice bath ready. So I, I hope that the Devils come out with that same sort of energy and that it kind of motivates them to do well against the Canucks on uh, Hughes Day 2.0 because – Quinn, Jack, and Luke will share the same sheet of ice once more if Jack is uh, able to play. But nonetheless, I like the game. Yes, period two was very, 
very slow and it dragged on. But at, at the same time, I, this was definitely a breath of fresh air. And I hope this gives the Devils some much needed energy so that way they could keep racking up these two points as they're trying to uh, make their way into the wild card standings and maybe get their names back up top in the Metro. So nonetheless, I know maybe this wasn't to be expected, but I don't think it's all that bad, quite honestly. So we're going to transition to some of my main stars of the game momentarily. But before we continue, I want you guys to make some extra money because maybe you're be better at betting on the lines than I am. So let me tell you about FanDuel. So the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And once again, I put in the layup thing because basketball season is in full swing and my Lakers aren't really doing all that well. But nonetheless, try to win some extra money. Okay, let's talk about some players that caught my eye in this matchup for the Devils in their 4-2 victory against the Blackhawks. So before I name my three stars, I first want to give an honorable mention to Brandon Smith. So like I said in the first segment, I don't think his hit on Connor Bedard was dirty at all. Brendan Smith is a very physical player, and that's one of the reasons why he's able to keep his name in the lineup consistently because he definitely plays aggressive, sometimes to his own chagrin because sometimes he can get costly penalties for the Devils that is ill-advised. He can be a bonehead at times, and sometimes it results in Lindy Ruff finally benching him. But nonetheless, Brendan Smith is out there to be a difference maker. He's out there to be aggressive and like I said in segment one, Connor Bedard is one of the highly touted rookies that I've seen in a long time. Like when ESPN or Sports Center, whenever they post about hockey, the, the very little they do, you can best believe that Connor Bedard is at the front and center of it because he's been given a lot of media attention and rightfully so. And he's most likely going to win the Calder Trophy, barring anything catastrophic. But Brendan Smith did not care and he stood on business because. Like I said in segment one, it's not his job to give in in that case. So he asserted himself early, and it did result in a lot of fights, a lot of repercussions, a lot of players paying the piper, but it was still entertaining to see. So Brendan Smith, I think he was definitely a difference maker in this game for New Jersey, and I think uh, people start to shift their opinion about Smith once again. Okay, let's look at some of my three stars from the matchup against the Blackhawks. So my third star, Michael McLeod, he's been on a hot streak the last few games. And now he has a career high in goals in a season with 10. So my thing for McLeod is that he's been driving a lot of the offense for the Devils the last few games. And I think he's so much better than what people anticipated. And something I've been lecturing during the course of the season, I said that McLeod and his offensive capabilities, it is soaring right now. And McLeod did see his name in trade rumor discussions a few days ago, which is something I'll talk about in a future episode. He might have saw the discussions and it motivated him because he has been getting a lot of hard goals, like the goals that he's been scoring the last few games. So I look back in this game against the Blackhawks and 
the, than the previous matchup against the Washington Capitals. The three goals that McLeod has been scoring the last couple of games, they haven't been easy. And in this game against the Blackhawks, he just tipped it in in front. He's a very aggressive and strong player. He's sort of playing like a power forward, if, if that makes sense or if I can make that comparison. Because what I see is that sometimes he's out in front of the crease and he's in the right place at the right time. And he's able to maneuver the puck on in despite being in heavy traffic. So despite his size, despite his position, McLeod plays much stronger than he actually is. And I think if this last few string games has proven anything, I think it has shown that McLeod is a very dynamic player on this Devils roster. He's phenomenal in the faceoff department. He's on pace to make history in that sort of way. So I think um, McLeod is definitely... Uh, asserting himself these last few outings for the Devils. And I love to see it. And I think it shows that he is here to stay. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. My second star, this player finished with one goal and one assist. And that is Alexander Holtz. Because Holtz has gone the last 11 or so games without scoring. And the thing is, is that I think Holtz sometimes gets the short end of the stick. I think Holtz deserves a bigger role on this Devils team. But sometimes Lindy Ruff just doesn't give it to him. Because the thing is, Holtz is very good five on five. He scores a lot of goals and he could be scoring a lot more if he's just given a bigger chance and he's given more ice time. So the thing is, I said at the beginning of the year that I didn't really expect much from Holtz, but he can prove me wrong a lot more if Lindy Ruff just gives him a bigger chance. And in this game against the Blackhawks, he was just sensational because he scored on an open net opportunity that was created by both himself and Shimon Nemetz because Nemetz was able to keep the play alive and prevent the puck from squirting back into neutral ice. So the Devils go back on the attack and he and Holtz, they're passing the puck quickly and there was a wide open opportunity. Sauter Bloom, he left his six wide open and Holtz scored it with ease. So a great sense of teamwork between the former Utica Comets players. And I don't know how often they did that in Utica, but I think it shows that they have some decent chemistry with one another because Holtz, he played in a handful of games for the Comets last season. He also uh, suited up during their playoff run. And then for Nemetz, obviously, he played in a decent amount of games for Utica last year. The plan was to keep him there for, uh, for this season to develop, but injury says otherwise, particularly with Dougie Hamilton. But Nemetz, and we'll talk about him momentarily, that was just a great play between Nemetz and Holtz that just left me flabbergasted. And it tied the game for Devils, won a pop. So I was really impressed with uh, the, their execution in that case. And Holtz, once again, if he's just given a bigger role, I think he's definitely going to uh, take off. So I think these last few games, just him showcasing his skating ability and what he's capable of doing, I think you have to continue to give Holtz more chances if you really want to see him thrive. Because the, the name of the game for Holtz was that this was pretty much his final chance to showcase his potential. And he's putting on dis on full display, despite sometimes giving the short end of the stick. And now, my first star, it has to go to Shimon the Mets. One goal, one assist in this matchup. So in period three, the Devils are trailing two to one after all the drama, after all the fighting. The Devils still need to win this game. And Felino and Bedard are both out of the game. So the bench has shortened a bit for uh, the Blackhawks, which speaking of which, there's no proof as to whether or not if Felino sustained his injury when uh, getting into uh, the, the the sweater of Brendan Smith during their fight. So I don't know if that is what caused it, but 
if it did, and I'm just speculating in this case, then Smith essentially took out two Blackhawks players. But getting back on a more serious note, the bench is shortened for the Blackhawks, and the Devils basically got to try to outskate Chicago. There's no excuse. So you're down two to one, but I'm sure the Devils can try to make a push, and that's exactly what they did. So thanks to Chris Tierney and Jonas Siegenthaler, which, by the way, Siegenthaler needed to redeem himself once again because the Blackhawks scored while he was in the penalty box. So uh, I'm glad that Siegenthaler got the secondary assist on this. But Tierney, great give and go with the Mets. And the Mets, he just lasered it on home to get his second goal of the season. So the Mets finished with a multi-point outing, two points, one goal, one assist. So I'm glad that the Mets is finding himself with his Devils team. And once again, he sort of had to do it uh, on the fly because th this was not expected or anticipated for him to be on this Devils roster and be playing in this many games. But Lindy Ruff has entrusted him with some big key roles and him getting the game time goal in period three, I think it shows how clutch he could potentially be. And then a little later, Michael McLeod, he gets the game winning goal. Tyler Toffoli gets the empty netter goal to put the game to bed for New Jersey. So they scored three unanswered goals against Chicago. So like we're so accustomed to, the Devils didn't get off to the best of starts. This is the 14th time this season, which they've had to uh, come back from behind, but they a win is a win and they lead the league in that category, but they got to try to figure out how to score the first goal of the game a little more often because you cannot be uh, playing catch up from the opening jump. So that's something that they need to fix, but I'm glad that they were able to have a very strong period three, albeit they did have to rely on a couple of key injuries for the Blackhawks, but a win is a win, and they needed to get those two points against the Blackhawks because the next game against the Canucks, that's going to be a tough battle for them, and we know the Devils tend to struggle on back-to-backs. They have not been swept on back-to-backs, but they have not won two games in a row on back-to-backs either this season. That's been a big Achilles heel for them, and it's resulted in them missing a lot of points on the table, leaving a lot of cheese and lettuce uh, of what's available for them to pick up. Okay, so like I do with every post-game recap, let's compare the stats, give the Devils a letter grade, and get out of here. So shots on goal differential, 32 to 25 in favor of the Devils. Face-off uh, win percentage, 65.5% to the Devils, 34.5% to the Blackhawks. Devils have been thrashing a lot of their opponents in the face-off uh, win department, so love to see it. Power play, Blackhawks were one for five. They scored a power play goal uh, thanks to uh, Dickinson in period one, and that was due to Siegenthaler getting a penalty. They also got a shorthanded goal thanks to Kachuk. And, uh, yeah, uh, Devils uh, didn't have a good day at the office on the power play. They were 0 for 6, albeit some of those attempts were uh, shortened power play, so they didn't really have much time to uh, capitalize on the abbreviated attempt, but still – 0 for 6, a goose egg in that department against the Blackhawks. Yeesh. Penalty minutes, 38 to the Blackhawks, 26 to the Devils, 64 total. Oh, man, I don't remember the last time I saw this many, many penalties in the game, but I would have to go back to the 2021-2022 season, second game of the year against Seattle Kraken, when Jack Hughes took a bit of a bad hit from Jeremy Lawson, and that sort of opened Pandora's box in that sort of sense. and. We saw uh, Mason Gearson, there's a blast from the past, getting into it, defending Jack Hughes, and 
There were a lot of penalties uh, throughout the course of that game, uh, if my memory serves me well. Hits dead even 14 apiece. Block shots 23 to 11 in favor of the Blackhawks. Giveaways, Blackhawks led that department 8 to 6. Takeaways, Blackhawks led that department as well 7 to 2. So if I had to give the Devils a letter grade, it wasn't the perfect performance. But once again, this game was chippy. It was hard fought. The Devils uh, came back from adversity. Brendan Smith asserted himself against one of the highly touted players in the league. I'll give him a solid B for this game. It wasn't the best game, but it certainly wasn't their worst. I don't think it was an average game either. It was very entertaining to watch. So I'll give him a solid B. Now, before we close things out, let's talk about Jack Hughes and his injury situation. So in period three, Jack Hughes, unfortunately, he did something that he is prone to do the last few games, which is slip on his own skates and slip on an invisible banana peel, blow a tire and fell down to the ground. So in period three, that's exactly what happened. So he falls down to the ground. No one uh, touches him looking back at the replay and seems like he was favoring his wrist a little bit. We don't know the official assessment. And Lindy Ruff did say post game that he does not have an update on Jack Hughes for the time being. So will he participate against the Canucks and uh, and also uh, participate in the second ever Hughes day? I don't really know, but we don't know the severity of the injury. I'm just hoping that it's nothing too bad. But it, it, it would suck if he's out for a few games because of something that was a little avoidable. But anyway, um, yeah, that's a situation regarding his injury, hoping for the best. And yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But this game, man, it was just it was on drugs, quite honestly. So let me know what you guys think. What did you think of Brennan Smith's hit on Connor Bedard? What did you think of the game in general? And what did you like and what didn't you like in this gut punching effort? Because there were a couple fights here and there, and that Smith hit, it kind of reminded me of what Scott Stevens used to do back in the days, which is if you came into the defensive zone for uh, New Jersey, be prepared to have your head knocked off. I remember talking to Ken Danico about that. But as for this episode, guys, that's all the time I have for you, so continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.